What's up, it's your boy Orkseed Wes here, and I know it's been a minute since I've actually dropped a new episode of the podcast. I was kind of waiting for, I don't know, barometric pressure to build up and allow me to have all these millions of streams coming in. But anyway, today's episode is going to be very interesting because I want to touch on some supernatural stuff. You know, the stuff that go bump in the night, the stuff that keep you awake when you're in the middle of the forest. You see Slender Man walking, his long arms swaying in the wind, his tall body. I believe in uh, Iraq, they call it Taltal or something like Tall Man. Just this, this figures that have haunted us for millennia now here's the thing i feel like there is a concerted effort to suppress the existence of such beings i feel like this idea that we are it is also a cult you know what i'm saying like we are it there's no extra dimensional beings there's no other forms of existence that are also here chilling trying to be peaceful or not trying to be peaceful trying to do their things but we are being led down a particular path of oblivion oblivion is that the word um ignorance you know what i'm saying this is a concerted effort by mainstream media scientists and the cult of scientism you know, not 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 Scientology, because that's a whole nother chat. But scientism in the sense that we have to listen to a bunch of people who, fair enough, put in all the effort and work to study a particular frame of knowledge. And we have to take their word as gospel and not our own gospels as gospel which i find kind of weird you know why why are we being pushed to accept the gospel of a small sect of people when you know traditionally i mean we can get into abrahamic religions as you know i always get into in my podcasts but we can go down this root of believing your cult your form of understanding your particular accepted view of the world but why would we forsake our own traditional views of the world and understanding and stories and literature or oral history I should say seeing as literature is actually kind of the blessing of a particular concentration of people if we actually look at it you know linguistically there's so many languages and symbols is not the exclusive right of a particular sect of people but written language as we understand it and as we use it today has historically been derived from particular regions in the world my favorite my favorite thing guys and this is my theory i don't know 
historians need to also do this research. But then again, I might be going against my particular rant earlier about a particular sect of people dictating what we should believe. But anyway, have you ever noticed that Mongolian text, right? Northern Chinese text, that whole region, uh, could you say Southern Russian, Northern Chinese text, is basically Arabic on its side, right? It's Arabic text being written downwards, if I'm not mistaken. Arabic, obviously, is from right to left. Think about this, right? If, let's say, that as the Arabian Peninsula would like to have it, that the Middle East is the Middle East of the world energetically, Never eat soggy wheat bakes. This was something I was taught in primary school to remember the order of ordinance. You know, north, then you go right to east, then you go south to south, basically, and then left to west. You write from right to left east to west if the Mongols are in the north they would write north to south isn't that crazy isn't that crazy it's like spiral geometry you know we are going right to left All I would need now is for the Irish or the Celtic people to write upwards, you know, in their ancient text. (laughs) I find that a fascinating thought exercise to kind of go through. Now, let's talk about giants. I have to shout out Adventure Time for adding a particular layer of understanding I think Pendleton Ward and his ilk there at Cartoon Network unlocked something very interesting when they first went through the rigmarole of Misadventures of Flapjack and then later Adventure Time they unlocked some very unique forms of storytelling storytelling sorry for that elongated (laughs) story they started off with old-timey sea-faring nation adventure aesthetic wise very very interesting this old I don't even know what kind of aesthetic you could actually call it as because it just reminds me 
of this idea of you know English French gentlemen going out to explore the world and and discovering foreign lands you know not foreign to me because I'm a foreigner but <laughs> foreign lands to them and you know fantastical creatures and coming home with these stories now jump to Bill who was in the earlier seasons of Adventure Time Finn's mentor in a way he was a old world hero a giant and you know he died in the heat of battle I believe I don't remember the specifics but leaving Finn to continue the story of heroism this was already the post-apocalyptic world you know half the earth is blown up if I remember correctly all these thoughts they amalgamate in my brain we as humans have a very powerful tool which is a pattern recognition machine which is the brain and all these patterns tie in so beautifully so harmonically when you look at narrative storytelling in the modern sense and these big overarching narratives of history now through many accounts we have been given giants have been real possible six digits on their fingers it makes sense that six be a very important number for things to be divisible by all of this ties in if I bring it back to the tall man the slender man what was the real purpose for America to invade Iraq what was the real purpose this place is Hiros- <laughs> I was gonna say is Hiroshima <laughs> is Hiros- historically a land densely populated by supernatural beings it's the basis of early society as we know it not necessarily as history knows it because we could take it back we could try and uncover the ideas of Tartaria or Atlantis Tartaria being an ancient Slavic if I'm if I'm correct North American North American sorry well North America is kind of included in this whole Tartaria discussion but North European society and Atlantis being a more I would say African possibly when we think about the eye of Rahat is the eye of Rashad? Rahat? 
in Mauritania or a more ocean-based society. And then we have Lumeria, apparently an ancient Pacific-based society. Why was America? And more particularly, the cult of suppression of information. Why was the cult of suppression interested in these areas of Asia and Middle East? We have to seriously assess why places like Syria is being desecrated, decimated. I like to always think about Full Metal Alchemist, the anime. How an ancient society was wiped out in the pursuit of the Philosopher's Stone. The second round Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood did a really good job of highlighting this cult of war, this desire to utilize the pain and suffering of beings to unlock some deeper power, some deeper knowledge. Is it part of the game that we send in trauma into places of particular spiritual and supernatural significance to kind of summon these entities. We know, we know now, and it's a meme, and it's included in video games, that Hitler was interested in the occult and he did research into communication with extra dimensional beings to bolster up his kingdom that he was trying to establish to maybe even gain confirmation that what he was doing was right and just I am very curious as to why a place that holds great significance to the history of society is so targeted and why the suppression of knowledge by the cult of suppression by so-called Egyptologists by so-called anthropologists Remember, anthropology was created as a study to prove race theory. As time went on, and I know some very kind and loving anthropologists who really believe in the preservation of local cultures across the globe through the lens of another culture. We have to remember that's also an element of anthropology to 
judge and quantify and qualify another culture through your own culture as a way for your culture to analyze and understand another culture. We have to know history is someone's story and someone is trying to rewrite our story and make it the story. I think this is something very important to keep in mind. We are here at the top, at the high end of viewing existence. This podcast itself is not really an educational tool as much as it is a... Let me rephrase. This podcast is not an informational podcast as much as it's a tool for education and perspective shaping. I don't want people to come here for well referenced and cited information but you are coming to a place for well researched information all these thoughts that I hold is now just through years of watching how narratives have changed how information is been allowed to proliferate around the globe how we have access to so many different perspectives and actually improve our pattern recognizing machine our brain and then move forward this is a message to people who know people who are still trapped in bigotry who are still trapped in discrimination who are still trapped in oppression of themselves and others we can only move forward when we learn to understand the motivations of other people and not judge it on what someone else is telling us what our government is telling us what our even our religious institutes what our religious institutes are telling us without applying our brain our heart our empathy to each situation to extract the deeper knowledge the ultimate truth from any situation this has been your boy Oxid Wes I hope you appreciate what I've said here today good afternoon good evening good night and if you just woke up good morning bless bless